All right. Uh, don't, do you have some? You don't have some sort of like fanfare that you can do for the. the, with the... I'll do a better one. But yeah, a, sure. A mouth trumpet. <laughs> That's what we get. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the sky's the limit here. I'm taking <laughs> pictures. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's go with that. Hey, so you know you heard the fanfare. It's uh, it's it's episode one hundred of uh, of on taking pictures. One hundred episodes. It's exciting. Hundred years young. No, hundred episodes young. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. Hundred. You know that means that you and I have been talking for like people who have listened to all of this have listened to a hundred and fifty hours, like four straight weeks of you and me talking full time. Yes. And That's- in a month's time, that will be two years. Wow. That's that's, a, that's even weirder, right? Wow. Yeah. Didn't we have anything better to do? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Uh, so this is on taking pictures. Uh we're here every every Tuesday for the for the past 99 Tuesdays. Well, actually I think we missed one. Didn't we miss one we recorded like the next day or the Did day we, before or something? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Yeah, yes. There was once where we recorded on like a Wednesday. We we tricked you. Yeah. Yeah. But it still went up. Uh, so we're, we're here talking about photography. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from fadeandblurred.com. And, uh, and, 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 and with me... Oh, let's do it. Fancy New York portrait photographer, Bill Wadman. Oh, thanks for old time's Aww. sake. That was nice. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> you're like, what? And that inside joke won't mean anything to you. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you've been here for only the last 10 or so episodes, you, you will be questioning the fancy. Yeah. But, uh, but it's good, yeah. We, uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I am too. We, have a, man, am we too. have a lot to talk about. A couple big things. The, 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 the group... Yeah. Over a thousand. That was kind of a, a goal. We wanted to get over a thousand people in the Google Plus group. So yeah. those of you that are in the Google Plus group, thank you. Those of you who have not uh, come on board. Uh, the, the hell jo- with you. Yeah, <laughs> well, okay. It wasn't, wasn't the direction I was going, but but yes. No, uh, head, head over, look at it. Look for the, the link in the show notes. Uh, come on over, share some photos. Uh, really fantastic work. Uh, and more so since we started doing these weekly sort of uh, assignments, um, um, kind of themed assignments that we've been doing every week. And last week was close up, which uh, just as how many, I don't even remember how many there have been so far, but you guys are, are posting some really great stuff. Uh, a lot of new people are posting as well, which we love seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff. So uh, keep it going. Close up was last week. Uh, this week, uh, what, what do you think about this one? Contrast. Uh, I like contrast. So that yeah. could be, could be, could be literal contrast. Yeah. It could yeah. be, could be, you know, metaphorical yeah, contrast. Yeah. So Figurative have some fun contrast. with that. Yeah. So have some fun with that. Uh, contrast and just hashtag it. And, and when you do post your photo, make sure to, to put it in the, the OTP assignments group and, uh, and, and maybe something, you know, maybe something will come of it. Um, yeah, people are doing some really good work up there. Yes, really good work. Which is exactly why we put that together in the first place. So good, yes. good on all of you. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's good one. Contrast. It's like it's like you know you and I contrast. <laughs> it could be a picture of you and me. 
<laughs> hey, so uh, normally I'm I'm in I'm in New York City, right? And 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 you're out there in the desert. I am in uh, the lovely Inland Empire of Southern California. Yeah, that's right. And cultural uh, mecca of the West Coast. <laughs> now, now that's true right now, and that was true a week ago. But right. between last week and this week, you left the state. I did. I did. I went to Portland, Oregon, and uh, it was it was. Although you thought it would be in more, it was. I now I've been there once before. I've been there for a, a week. I don't know, many many years ago, and uh, um, went back again, and it was a, a really fantastic place. What I one of the things that I love. Well, there are a lot of things that I love about the city. Uh, in no particular order, the food is fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, amazing food. Not, not great food down the Inland Empire? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, I, I like places where there are individuals or mom and pop places or, you know, just quirky little places. Um, a lot of f- food trucks. Mm-hmm. And there's not really like food trucks per se, like you drive them around. They're like food huts, you know, like the little trailers, yep. like at a, at a county fair or something. Yep. But there are, there are districts of them where, where there are just like an entire city block is nothing but food trucks. Yeah. It's, that's a very Austin-y thing too. Yeah. It, it's really great. Um, let's see. Some of the standouts, there's a place called Brunch Box that uh, we had this sandwich called a black and blue, which is amazing it's like sausage and egg and and blue cheese and blackening spice on uh, just ugh, amazing amazing <laughs> he's, he's uh, like yes and uh, i took rollades after that yeah no i did no it did, that's the thing i did it was great it was great really um okay a lot of a lot of korean food a lot of thai food a ton of thai food um, and went to a place called Frank's Noodle House. Fantastic uh, handmade noodles. Frank really, was a really, nice guy. Uh, Frank was a little gruff, to be honest with you. Well, that's that could be part of the thing, though. That's part Maybe. of the charm to some people. Yeah, but uh, it was fantastic food. Um, and uh, it, it, the people, that's that's what, if there, a couple people have asked me since I got back, you know, what was your favorite part? And absolutely, bar none, the people of Portland were not only uh, incredibly accommodating and, 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 and kind, but I don't think I've ever been in a place other than maybe, well, I don't even know. Uh, maybe not. Maybe no place. That, that, that the, the citizens are so proud of their city. They are so yeah. enamored still with their city. I wonder what percentage of, of Portlandians are uh, – uh, new to it within five or 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's 40% because it's grown so much in the last, say, decade. It, I, apparently, it has grown quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I made it a point to uh, talk to as many people as possible. Yeah. And I don't think I had less than a 15 or 20-minute conversation with any random stranger that I happened to talk to. Okay. And uh, I mean, because, look, and we'll get to this in a minute, why that's important. But uh, without exception, everyone, incredibly nice, uh, welcoming. Uh, everyone had a story about something to do or see yeah. and, and was happy to share it. Um, everyone was very helpful about, about helping me sort of find, find my way to or from <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just the, 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 
the way that they feel about that city, I haven't felt that way in San Francisco, certainly not in New York. Right. Um, uh, and, and the other thing is, is they're, they're happy. The people that I spoke to were very proud and very happy of, of Portland as it is. It doesn't need to be anything more than it is. They're not trying to, to convince you that it's, that it's the cultural hub of the world like some other cities do. Right. They're, they're not trying to be, uh, you know, obtuse for the sake of being obtuse. They're not, I mean, it's just, there's an acceptance to this is where we are. This is what it is. And you're going to love it. I think you should, you know, pack up your car right now. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe. Uh, So I got a lot of shooting. Um, Well, I won't say that. There were a lot lot of shooting. There, there were a lot of places to shoot, but I, I, I don't shoot a lot yeah. when I'm out. I, I shoot really selectively. Um, I maybe took, well, I'll tell you, fire up Lightroom, even, even now. Um, if I took 100 pictures, I will be surprised. Okay. You know, you know while you're looking that up, I, yep. places like you're saying where people talk and you get involved with people around you, I think that that is something that happens more in places where you don't drive as much. You know what I mean? Um, like I know that in my neighborhood, I know the people who run all the different stores in my neighborhood in a way right. that I never did when I was a kid living in suburbia, you know, um, where I think that's true. So it's like, you know, we walk by neighbors and you say hello and you wave and you pet the neighbor's dog because they see you around the neighbor. You know what I mean? There's right, there's stuff right. like that that happens uh, in places where people are walking more and, and or public transit and that kind of stuff. Because I think there's just more interaction overall. Um, I think that's probably true. 101. 101. Pictures. 101 on my Fuji. I probably took about that many on my iPhone as well. Did you Maybe carry even, the Fuji around more? Uh, I carried it around all the time I was there. And chose to take uh, things on your phone instead. Most of the time, I I love iPhone photography. Yeah. I absolutely love it, and the more I the more I do it, the more I love it. Okay. Uh, so the, the you know it's for ninety percent of of I mean you know I I print things, but I don't print things twenty by thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've made eleven by fourteens from iPhone prints, and they look fine. Yeah, they look great. Um. But yeah, in, in talking to people, um, you know, I, I spent 20 minutes talking to this girl, Megan, who's a, a, a foot cop, uh, walking around talking about the, they have QR codes on the backsides of, of the street signs. Mm-hmm. And, and she was scanning them with, with her little device. And I said, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, you know, these, these are, we've got these little codes on the back of each of the signs and every block that I'm on I scan them because we're connected to dispatch. Yeah. So if I don't, if I don't show up or check in, they know where I last was. Yeah. So cool. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, they have those uh, QR codes on street signs in Tokyo and mm. you can scan them with any of the phones they sell in Tokyo and it pulls up the map exactly where you are. So like oh, before okay. GPS and everything became like a big thing in phones, you could like look up where you were because these streets are like 40 feet long and they're right, right. every possible direction. So yeah, you could just go bleep and it would, you know, show you where you were. <clears throat> it was handy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just it was a very welcoming place. Okay, you know, good. I, I, I saw this this dog. It's a Vizlu, I think is what they're called. Uh, Vizlu. Okay. They, they look like kind of a rust colored Weimaraner. Okay. And uh, I this lady was walking this dog, and I said, "Wow, that's a really beautiful dog." I said, "What is it?" And she told me, and and we sat there and had a conversation. And I, "How long have you had it?" And she says, "Well, it's not actually my dog; it's a neighbor's dog." And and but they because they got this kind of dog because the wife wasn't allergic to it, but then they had a daughter, and the daughter was allergic to it. So the dog ends up staying with my husband and I for four days out of the week, and yeah. we walked. You know, so there was this whole sort of exchange of of something more than just pleasantries. Sure. And that happened over and over and over and over and over again. Now, part of it is just, I think, me, because I, I like talking to people. Yep. Um, and I, I think that there is some thing that, that happens when I talk to people. I, and I don't know what it is, but, but I've been told that over and over. And one of the things that, I've, that I learned by this trip, or maybe relearned, or maybe re-realized, is... Conversations are fuel for me. Okay. Yeah. Conversations are, are as inspiring to me as looking at sculpture or dance or, or art is for you. Yeah. And those, those things are also inspiring to me. Yeah. But there, there is, there is an art to a, to a conversation. There is a, a, a rhythm that you get into and a cadence that, that, that I very much enjoy. Mm -hmm. And talking to people in, in Portland really kind of helped to solidify what I've been working through for the past several months in terms of what to do next and where to go next. And, uh, and so it's, it was just a really good thing. You know, and I and I think it it solidifies that I that I need to start up another conversational show again. Good talking to different kinds of people, and yeah. whether it's photographers or artists or writers or or just anybody. You know, I think it'd and, be and, interesting to do one where you're just talking to different people, not necessarily people who are making stuff. You know, yeah, and I think that may be a direction that I that I want to explore. Almost so, it's more like a. And, I, and I'm not comparing this in any way, but more like a This American Life type of thing. Sure. Yeah. Where, where it's not necessarily an agenda. It's just an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, that maybe that now, needs- now I just imagine you doing a, an impression of uh... well, like Ira Glass. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. This week on the show, <laughs> act two. Um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> We're talking to Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob sells cheese curds in Portland's financial district. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you got to have the ambient like traffic noise. Sure. In the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay with yeah. us. <clears throat> yeah. It's in process. Yeah. Episode four. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, it's, it, it, it's, I, I do think it's, it's, it's kind of made my decision that that's, that's going to be. Moving forward. Now, with, with, were, you go, were you going around uh, alone up there mostly? Uh, I was alone on Friday and a little bit of Saturday. And then uh, uh, Nick and B and I were on Saturday and Sunday. Now, how, how did they feel about all this? They loved it. Okay. They loved it. They were, they were in uh, Medford and Ashland. Yeah, that's way down there. Yeah, it's way down south. 
um, looking at schools. And, and then we met, we met up on, on Saturday. Yeah. I, I went through Medford 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was not all that much going on. Well, not compared to. Right. Uh, very city. small yeah. town. Very yeah. Mayberry-esque by comparison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I met up with listeners of the show. Okay. Uh, Jason Fusera and, uh, and Preston, PE Preston. And, th- and they, uh, they didn't sh- string you up or lock you with handcuffs <laughs> <No>. or <laughs> get out of our town. Yeah. 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 No, we, we met up at this little brewery, uh, called, uh, the Burnside Brewery. Okay. I saw, I saw and, the picture uh, of the smokestack or something. That's, that was the tank. Oh, the big tank. tank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and met up with them out on the, the, the patio where there were tons of people. Yes. And I, I, I am, I am told that when the, when the sun comes out, even more people are on the streets. And that was another thing I liked about the city is, is people on the streets, bikes, skateboards, walking, you name it. Um, people out in the world. Yeah. You know, I think that the the larger conversation here is just about how where you are does affect the way you absolutely. think. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that was kind of what what we talked about with with uh, Jason and Preston. And Preston said something that I, I thought was really neat. He said, "If you know, a, a, a tree needs fertile ground to grow, and the ground here is very fertile." Yeah, yeah. And we we had this sort of conversation about. Um, letting a place get into you, you know, it's just kind of what you just, you just said and, and letting it become a part of you. It's, I guess it's being, it's, it's, it's the difference between being at a place versus being in a place. Okay. And in Preston's case, uh, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing a little bit of this, but you know, he's only been there for a couple of years and he said he hasn't scratched the surface and, and you know, ha- has really, I don't, speaks as highly of that city as any of the natives that I, that I met in terms of how it has affected him since he's been there. Not only, not only just lifestyle, but his shooting as well. Yeah. Do, do you think, but... So do you think that you're not getting something that you need from where you are now? Oh, without question. Right. But did you always think that or is that a new realization? I think it's I th- I think it's um it's not a new realization but it's getting louder. Sharper. Yeah, it's getting louder. <clears throat> sure. Um if 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 I acknowledge that as I said earlier conversations are are becoming more and more like fuel for me. Mhm there are so many interesting conversations to be had up there. And maybe there are interesting conversations here too, but they're so far away from one another. Yeah. And you really have to search them out. Whereas I met somebody on the train, a 54 year old, uh, kind of a gruff, um, uh, weathered looking black man just mm-hmm. sitting there and we were trying to get somewhere and, and he kind of chimed in and said, well, here, what you need to do. First of all, you're on the wrong train. Um, so you need to get off here and go here. And, and, and we just got to talking to him about his life and he's been rich. He's been poor. He's been in 
the music industry and and he's now he's retired he's got you know six grandkids as of today as a matter of fact <laughs> uh uh and it was just it, it sort of reinforced that there are interesting stories everywhere yeah but when you're surrounded by so many of them as, as in in terms of portland is a very small area surface area compared to say la sure so the, the ability to, to connect with those interesting stories increases exponentially. I also think it's, it's in a smaller place like that, there's an argument to be made that it's easier to wrap your head around the size. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But, you know, here's the thing I find interesting is that aren't there people who come visit where you are and think the same thing? Think, God, I have to get out of L.A., I'm going to move east an hour. And I would imagine there are. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are fantastic suburbs there. We, uh, one of the suburbs we were in, I don't remember what it was called. Preston told us the name of it, the, the, the name of this little area. But there's a, a place called Pip's Donuts, Pip's Original. Right. Um, so, hey, guys from Pip's. Uh, they were really fun, treated us really well, kind of mugged it up for the camera a little bit. It was, it was fun. And their donuts are amazing. Um, but this little area, it's, it's so different than the downtown, but it's a, you know, seven minute bus ride or train ride or whatever. Right, 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 right. right. You know, seven minutes from here, you're still here. A half hour (laughs) from here, you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what one of the, one of the biggest things that I don't like about it is if you go an hour and a half east of me to Redlands, from Redlands to the coast, if you don't know where you're at, there's no way to recognize where you're at. It all, it just all looks, looks the same. The same. Yeah. It's all I mean, that's, concrete and mini malls. That's and the sprawl Chipotle. thing. The same thing is in, uh, you know, Northern Virginia or out in, you know, there's lots of places that, that feel Absolutely. like that to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Okay. So I said that, that, that the, 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 how, the, how the place can affect you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's also this weird thing that says, yeah, but like you haven't changed. Let's say you tomorrow, you pick up your stuff, you move, you're in Oregon on Saturday or whatever it is, right? Okay. Like you, everywhere you go, there you are. Like you're still you. Yeah, you bring you with you. Absolutely. Right. And so th- there's, this, there's this strange thing where, yes, part of it is that the external stuff can impact you in a positive way or a negative way, right? But then there's the also the thing where it's just like, yeah, but... It, it doesn't have unlimited power. There's still a whole lot of whatever you bring with you. You know what I mean? Like some people try to move in thinking that, you know, like the whole fresh start kind of thing, but kind of forget the fact that they're still them moving to that place. You know, you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's, I, I knew a girl years ago who's still friends with me. Um, who decided to move like across, across the country or she moved to Chicago or something. And, uh, and I remember her just kind of saying, you know, like, you know, I, I, I moved out here to, to, to get away from me, but of course there I am, you know, like, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, um, so it's, 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 it's always fascinating to me, the combination of those two and how they interact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I completely agree with you. All I can offer is that something clicked there. Yeah. Something, something clicked in, 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 and and maybe it's not 
that particular place. Maybe it's a place like it, but it definitely reinforces that I am not in the right place. Yes. And that, and that is a, a, a good realization to have. Yeah, for a number of reasons. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this. My, my family is gone. Right. Most of my long, you know, years-long friends that I've had yeah. are gone. Yeah. They've moved away. So this place for me holds a lot of sadness, holds a lot of loss, holds a lot of, of, of feelings of abandonment. It's a shell of what it used to represent. Yes. Yes. And I would rather go someplace using Portland as an example that every day I may still feel remnants of, of the way I feel now, but every day is a potential day of discovering something new. Whether it's a new conversation or a new place, a new, uh, uh, oh, what did Preston call them? His fishing holes where he <laughs> shoots. He, That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, there's discovery. And I think in discovery is, is, is where art happens. Yeah. Or it's, it's at least conducive to letting art happen or making art happen or allowing art happen. However you think you need sure. to look at that process. I, uh, I had brunch with a friend of mine on Sunday. Uh, Conrad was recording one of her podcasts. So I went out to brunch with a friend of mine who's moving to San Francisco with her boyfriend. Cause he got a new job there or mm-hmm. fiance, I guess he is. Hope he's making a lot of money. Uh, well, it's, she makes a lot of money and she's transferring there. So they'll be nah. fine. Well, they live in New York. <laughs> you know, yeah, like they're, right. they're spending a lot of money already. Um, but we went for this walk sort of, um, I don't know, like a 15 minute walk from me is where I met her for, for brunch. And then we went for this walk around this area of town that I know where it is. And I know I walk around it a lot. And when mm-hmm. I, by around it, I mean, I walk like on one side of it or the other side of it, but I rarely ever walk in it. You know what I mean? Like on these mm-hmm. particular streets. And I'm like, I've been here for 14 years and I've never been to this place. That's a 20 minute walk from my house. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? You know? Yeah. And, and, it, it, and like, there was all this stuff down there that I didn't realize was down there and you know, whatnot. And it's just, it's just amazing how, yeah, you can go that, that, that sometimes just something new, anything new, uh, is, is enough to sort of, uh, uh, bring some light into what feels gray, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I was really more so than I thought I would have been affected by this place. Well, I, I now, think, I think you need to get out of your own head, which includes where you are. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. that's, that's, I, I'm not surprised and I'm very happy you had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I, I can't wait to see where some new conversations lead. I think, I think it will be good because I think it will inspire. I think the two shows will feed off of each other rather than cannibalize each other. Yeah, sure. I, I, and I'm, ex, I'm excited because I, I feel like I'll have more to contribute. Okay, good. I'm not going to be a photographer. That's not, that's not my trajectory. Right. But, but this, this, this sort of painting myself as this, this sort of conversationalist, that I know I can do. I know I'm good at it. Yeah. And I know I enjoy it. It, it feeds me. So I, I think it will allow me to bring more to our discussions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, very excited. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm very excited. Keep, keep us in the loop. Yeah. Hey, you know, yesterday, just a quick aside, it's not on the rundown here, but I, I, I 
Do you ever work with Venetian plaster, fake Venetian plaster? No, and I wanted to ask you about this because it, it looks like you're creating, uh, uh, we talked about you, you wanted to get maybe maybe a green board or, or just some cement board, but that wasn't going to get you where you wanted to go. And I love seeing what you're doing with this. So Yeah, so, so I, I, I'm playing with the idea of like turning a corner of my apartment into like a little place where when people come over, I can shoot them all in sort of the same area. You know, in a very almost sort like of, this, this sort of Irving Penny kind yeah, of get in the corner kind of exactly. Thing. Okay, cool. Um, so, so, but I, I want to have the walls kind of feel like concrete, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or at least look like concrete, right? Uh, but I, I, you know, I I'm renting this place, so I can't just go <laughs> put concrete up on the walls. No, that wouldn't go over well. Um, but but I want that look, so I've been trying to play with ways to do sort of a faux look, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went down to Lowe's yesterday and, and I, and I bought a, a gallon of this, uh, you know, cause real Venetian plaster involves actual ground up, you know, marble dust. And right, you know, I mean, it's right. like a complex thing, um, where a lot of these sort of paint companies have created synthetic versions, which is fine for me. It just needs to look good. I don't care if it's going to last forever. Um, but so what I was going to do is buy some really thin sheets of, uh, plywood. They make like a like a quarter inch, really thin plywood. That's already, uh, um, what's it called it? What's the base layer? What's the word I'm looking for? Primer primered. Right. So that it's all ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so you get these two, four by eight foot boards. I can put them on one side of the corner, the other side of the corner, and then, and then play with this, this, this plaster, but I couldn't, I need to get a car to get the giant boards up here. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, I bought some of this stuff and I had a board in the corner that I used to use for my desk. So I was like, you know, I'll just try it on there. Right. And, uh, you know, pulled out a, a putty knife and just kind of like started doing it the way I learned on a YouTube, you know, post. Sure. And it looks pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it it's just like a first, you know, let's just see if this works at all. Now, have you done two coats or is it, are you still that, doing the that, first no, coat? No, there was just one coat and I just put okay. it outside. I don't want to use up the actual stuff because what I just tested it on is not the actual thing. Right. It's just like a board that I just want to see if the technique and the material would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's kind of fun sometimes just going down to Home Depot, as it were, and just looking through the materials that you could use as backgrounds or, or that kind of stuff, you know, cause there's yeah. all kinds of stuff down there, but it's funny because the guys there, they, they don't, you know, if you go up to them and say, I want to create a cement wall, but it doesn't need to be structural and it doesn't need to, they're just like, huh? Like, they yeah. don't, they don't then why, do why you, would you ever do that? You yeah. Know? What could you possibly be doing? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in the end, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. So I gotta, I gotta get a truck and, and bring some boards up here. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of fun. I, it reminded me of stuff that you probably used to do theater stuff. Absolutely. You know, sort of like the, the fake set thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Building, Although building flats. It's and... funny. I mean, in the theater, you could get away with a lot more roughness because people yes. are going to be seeing it from 50 feet away. And you could do it on what amounts to basically a large canvas. Yeah. You know, flats are just yeah. muslin on a one by two frame. Or foam core. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I even thought about doing it because they, they sell like basically really thick sheets of foam core that they use for insulation. Yeah. Or just, yeah, you, well, you could use, you could use the, the styrofoam, you could use gator foam. Yeah. But I just wonder if those, if, if the, if the plaster wouldn't, I mean, paint is one thing, but the plastery stuff, I don't know that it's going to grab on there. Right. Exactly. It might fall away. So I think that this, the guys were just like, oh, you could just use this stuff, which was this really thin plywood with the, with the stuff on it. So anyway, with the primer 
on it. So I'm going to give that a shot probably this week, and uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. But it was just kind of fun. I just thought I'd bring that up. You, you could also get um, hollow core doors, and that way oh, yeah, you, that's not a bad you can idea. do two sides. Well, the only thing is I need I need wider than that. You know what I mean? Like I want oh. a good few feet. Like I want at mm-hmm. least four feet. Uh, okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So you're that's gonna why be, 36 sh- is going to probably be your limit on a door. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to like, I've got a, you know, I've got a really good screwdriver. So I'm just going to get some uh, drywall screws, just zip, 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 you know what I mean? To stick it to the wall before I start doing the plaster. So it's not going anywhere. And then when I move out, I just take it down and, you know, a few little holes in the wall I can patch up. Toothpaste, man. Is that what people use for the oh, yeah. for a really easy way of doing it? Yeah, white toothpaste. Just thumb it in. Look at you. You're you're full of useful useful <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> no, my dad used to own a lot of houses, and he just and he used to keep them together with uh, with toothpaste. Apparently, no, I would. I would. <laughs> oh, okay. And he would get mad at me for not using the right stuff. <laughs> He'd be like, "Can't you get that joint compound?" That's right. That's right. What did he? Do you have a nickname for you? Uh, unfortunately, he had many. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't bring it up. <laughs> I used to be called Bones when I was a kid. Uh, that would have been a step up. Okay. <laughs> uh, the uh, Yeah, it just always cracks me up, the, the things you get yelled at for. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you want to move on to this other stuff, or what do you want to sure. talk about? Yeah, no, this is good. Uh, well, I, do you want to – we have this other little thing. Do you want to you say something about that or at the end? Which other little oh, – oh, we could do it at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. Okay. Um, the, so I, I was looking at, uh, I, was, I don't know if I found it, maybe on my Facebook page or whatever, but there was this wa- Valley Wag story about how Facebook is basically uh, going to uh, slash organic page reach down to 1% or 2%. So what this means is that if I have a Bill Wadman photographer brand page, right, that stuff that I put on that page will only get to one or two percent of my followers. Right. Un- un- unless, unless. Unless you pay. What? No, no, no. There's no there, unless you are added, unless people have, uh, have checked the show, you know, show all posts or they've added okay. you to a list. Or yeah, a group. Yeah. There are ways around it. It just means that your audience has to do a little bit of setup in the beginning. Ooh, okay, that's fair. I, yeah. I think this is amazingly short-sighted. On, on Facebook's part. Yes, Okay, so now the idea. Now, well, let's finish the story here. So the okay. idea is that Facebook is trying to get brands to then pay for showing their stuff to their fans, right? They're basically saying we're now your advertising channel. Yes, you have all these. You have a thousand people, or two thousand, or ten thousand, or a hundred thousand people who like your brand. But if you really want to get the word out to them, you got to pay us pennies on the dollar to get it to them, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically the idea. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Big, big, and okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just the, the reason I brought this up initially was sort of it's just funny that people like photographers and artists have have done a lot of work to, back to our social media discussion from the last couple of weeks, uh, trying to build up these audiences that now if they don't pay <laughs> are going to well, not be all first, that much used to them. First of all, it's unclear what this means. Yeah. Um. Does this mean anybody who has a Facebook page beyond their personal timeline? Yeah, from what I Does understand, this I, th- mean, I think it's, yes, I think it's. Is it pages. a brand? You know, beyond a certain number of followers, there's there's no sure. Yep, yep, yep. 
There's no, there's been no discussion or, or, or at least absolute specifics. There's not announcements. Right. These are sort right. of like people familiar with the plans kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know that, that it's going to go the way they want it to because these companies, they use Nike as an example. Um, Nike has spent a great deal of internet effort collecting over 16 million Facebook likes, would only be able to affect, read, reach, only about 160,000 of them when it pushes out a post. Right. Well, but Nike is already spending money on advertising. Most companies, their ad budget has already been allocated. So now Facebook is, is, is if this is true, essentially sort of holding them hostage yeah. and, and making them either slash the ad budget somewhere else to now pay Facebook or tell Facebook to get bent and do something else in the interim. I, well, I just, this is, I mean, these are, this is sort of an example of the worst case scenario stuff that people feared that things like Facebook would do. Right. Right. You know, Oh, Oh, you like talking to your 600 friends and family. Well, now it's a dollar a month. Oh, well it's $2 a month now to do that. You know what I mean? Like these are the right. kinds of things that they can do once they get leverage. Um, and, and, and apparently a lot of these brands have, built up these huge followings, which gives Facebook a lot of leverage over, over their fans, you know, because theoretically anybody who's saying I like Nike is not just a random person walking down the street. It's somebody who decided to actually click like on Nike because they wear the right. shoes or whatever it is. Right. So this is even a more targeted, uh, this isn't just a, a regular person. This is a, uh, somebody who's already primed for a message, you know? Right. Um, and and if 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 the internet has shown anything, it's that click through traffic works. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, here's the thing that's interesting is that I mean they make the point that yeah, Nike is one thing and they have money, but they bring up a restaurant called Pies and Thighs, which actually I know well. I've been there a few times, uh, which has 3,200 likes. You know, um, but are they going to be willing to spend money to get the word out for new Probably stuff on not. the menu? Right, exactly. So the only people who are really going to be able to do this, I wouldn't end up spending money to, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, so it's just, it's it's kind of like you're cutting the legs out from underneath a lot of the people who built stuff on your platform, which I guess is another example of why you should try to build your own platform as opposed to. Right. Uh, well, and, and this article, you know, they say Facebook is a business. It's easy to forget. It's not a charity or a nonprofit or an art project. Well, but there's that's, ways to do it and there's ways not to do it. But it says right on the Facebook signup sheet. It's free and always will be. Yeah. Yeah. Does well, it say now, that actually? Yeah. Okay. Right under sign up. Go to facebook.com. It's free and always will be. Now, they could argue, and I'm sure their lawyers would, that they mean sign up is free. Yes. But that it's, that it's right there, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, so maybe it's free for individuals, but brands, that's a whole other thing, you know. Yeah, but to, to your point, pies and thighs. Yeah. yeah. Is that a or, brand or, how or is about, that an individual mom and pop restaurant trying to make a go yeah. of it? Or how about your friend's band? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I have a page for, we have a page. Let's say we had a page for on taking pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't have the budget to send out updates of new podcasts through Facebook. You know what I mean? No. So, so it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing if they, if they're actually going this direction. Maybe. It's, <laughs> maybe we find out fairly soon if Facebook is in fact too big to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I, I think Facebook is big. I think Facebook is going to be around for a while, 
but I don't think that they are the end all. Be- like I think people could move. If business, easily. if business leaves Facebook over this, if if yeah. big business, if brands leave Facebook over this, then doesn't Facebook revert back to kind of what MySpace was, and that's just a load of personal information? Yeah. Well, look, I, I'll tell you that when I go to uh, when I go to Facebook now, most of the stuff that's on there, like if I just go to my timeline and see the latest stuff, it's a lot of junk. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of stupid links to BuzzFeed crap. And there's a lot of that and more and more of it seemingly every day, you know? Right. So it's, I go, I go to Facebook less and less. Like I go there, I look at my notifications and see if anything's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of people writing to me or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not just reading the timeline, you know? So all these people who are, I guess, trying. So if Nike's spending money trying to get to me, it's not working. <laughs> right. Uh, I just think I just think that it's interesting and 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 another I guess another ingredient to put in the how to deal with social media stew is a don't put all your eggs in one basket and b realize that baskets will disappear every once in a while for no fault of your own. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and if if this happens, I wonder. Okay, let's say Nike pushes out a post and it only reaches 160,000 people. Right. So does that mean, well, now instead of posting once a day, we're going to post this thing 15 times a day? Yeah. and then Because we'll, it's a different group of people that are going to get reached each time you post. Right. It's not the same people. Right. So there's a way to game the system, possibly. Possibly. So now are you, are you forcing – ooh, I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Are you forcing – <laughs> Are you forcing brands to revert to spam if they can't afford to pay to reach the same level – yeah, it's 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 got it's it's not going to lead to anything good. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way, you know. But hey, you know, this is like they said, Facebook is a business and they can make these decisions and apparently they've got enough market research that said for all the for the few people that we lose, we gain X amount or whatever, right? right? Of course, this was the same market research research that said that WhatsApp is worth, you know, 19 billion dollars. <laughs> <sighs> I don't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm really like at a loss sometimes. I'm like, what? Yeah. It blows my mind. You know, uh, apparently a bunch of the people who have huge followings on Instagram. Right. uh, Now basically get stuff for, for, for advertising essentially. Like, so let's say you, Jeffrey, have 100,000 followers on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nike will send you shoes as a as a thing that says, you know, take a picture of your feet in these shoes and put it up on Instagram and we'll send you free shoes. Huh. As sort of like this weird it's strange because it's not viral advertising or anything like right. you know what I mean? It's right. not like it's subliminal kind of a thing. It's weird, right? It's interesting. It's like and and if that it's like, happens, it's like the Truman show. Yes, it's exactly like that. Bill now, is wearing the air whatever's yeah. by Nike. Click now, here to order. Now, here's the question. Should those posts be labeled as advertisements? If I think so, yeah. If, if goods were exchanged, if there was some sort of exchange between the manufacturer, isn't, I mean, under the current sort of rules about it, don't you have to disclose when you get something for free? Yeah, but, well, in some sort of, uh, I guess, in as a journalistic integrity thing, but I don't know if there's a law that says that. 
You know what I mean? It's it's just sort of a good practice where you say, hey, you know, like when, whenever, you know, somebody sends me a book, yeah. I'm, I'm very clear about, hey, such and such publisher sent me this book to review or yeah. to read or to whatever. Weird, or right? Or software or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, you and I say that, but like if you, if you just took a picture of you and Dan Winters, you're reading the Dan Winters book, not for anything. Like how would I know the difference? Right. You know? Interesting. Uh, is apparently Michael O'Neill, 550,000 followers, uh, one such professional photographer and Instagram user, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, he, he, you know, he ended up, he shot some things for Vogue and then put it up on, up on Instagram. Christopher Ozer, 500,000 followers, shot Instagram campaigns for Nike. Insta- it's interesting. An Instagram campaign. You know, mm-hmm. photographer Alice Gao posted for La Mer, a luxury skincare company that retails uh, one ounce jars of moisturizer for one hundred and fifty five dollars. That seems like a good deal. You know, uh, apparently there's a woman named Rebecca Fitch who has almost 200,000 followers and she has this hashtag from where I stand. Basically, it's shots of her feet wherever she's right. standing. Right. OK. And she has 200,000 followers, mind you. Um but she, now Tree Torn and Keds are sending her shoes so that their shoes are in her things. Hmm. It's crazy. I, I got I to gotta start going places and getting on Instagram, I guess. Apparently. Uh, I, just, I just think that this is an interesting direction for social media to go. So now, now it's not about these photographers advertising themselves, as it were, mm-hmm. but them advertising people who are paying them to advertise products. Product placement in social media. Fascinating. It is. It is. I don't know. I thought it was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, apparently some guy, uh, landed partnerships with Levi's and Ducati. (laughs) And, uh, and he hired the Levi's hired him for a promotion of its commuter jeans line, which I think have a little, they're like stronger in the butt and have like a little bit of padding, I think. So if you're like riding a bike or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, required him to use the hashtag commuter as part of the thing to, to, I mean, it's, I suppose it's interesting, Yeah. but, uh, oh, say, here we go. Uh, typically the photos, okay. Born of the Instagram promo cottage industry past disclosure muster with the FTC guidelines. So for now, so for a few Instagrammers, this ends up being a large portion of the content they post. Wait, the FTC says it's okay. Apparently at the moment, that's interesting. I'm going to have to do some more looking into this. This is, this is, I think you're right. This is kind of a fascinating topic. Yeah. There's something a little, uh, weird about it. I'm mm-hmm. Um, Hey, I think we should talk about one of our sponsors while we're at it. Uh, well, okay. Cause we are a hundred episodes yeah. in, we should do was, a sponsor. I was trying to think of something about accountability, but, or uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you had, yeah, they'll hold us accountable uh, if we don't. That's, that's <laughs> there it is. There you go. <laughs> First sponsor of the day is FreshBooks. FreshBooks. Uh, hey, it's tax time, Jeffrey. It if is. You, if you're not using FreshBooks, your life is probably a mess right now. I think my life would be a mess even if. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if this sounds if, right. If only it were that simple. Jeffrey, are you hunting for receipts, digging through invoices, going through every record one by one? That's, that's the worst. Uh, yes, I I am going through. Yes, I have shoe boxes of receipts. Ugh. And they're sitting right over there. <laughs> He's like, I'm staring at them now I as am. we're doing the. I ad. am. It's a it's a Columbia footwear shoe box. 
Look, FreshBooks is a simple cloud accounting solution that makes tax time a breeze. Uh, with FreshBooks, you can create professional-looking invoices, capture and track expenses, and get real-time business reports with just a couple of clicks. Plus, you can work from anywhere with FreshBooks' mobile app for your phone or tablet. I don't know. I like I, – you know, I'll tell you. I do my taxes every year, and I am terrible about keeping this stuff straight. I really am. It's like, you know, because every single little thing you buy, you got to keep track of. You want to send an invoice to somebody. You want to get paid. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but it's, you know, it's – it's and the crazy thing about FreshBooks, you know, they, you can invoice and, and do all that crazy stuff. And I think you, you can pay straight from the email that the people get with the invoice and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, it's all mm-hmm. – it makes it easy for the people to actually pay you, which is something that I know uh, as a freelancer – I'm still waiting. Uh, who, who was it? It was it Inc. Magazine, you know the business magazine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bought a picture of mine in January. Uh, an old picture of mine. They like wrote me out of the blue and said, "Hey, do you have any pictures of this guy? I see you had a picture of him. Whatever. On, I found it on Google." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, and I we made the deal, and I sent the invoice in January, and I still haven't gotten paid yet. And that's timely. And now I gotta like keep going and fighting with them. But may you know, had I used FreshBooks in January. I could you, just, you, you maybe could have, they could have just ex- clicked on the thing and paid with the corporate credit card and it would have been done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, the sooner you start using fresh books, the sooner you can start focusing on your work that you love, focus on your work, not your paperwork. Oh, that's a good line. That is a good, that's word. like something that's you line. came up with. I did. I wish I would have. Yeah. For a limited time, get fresh books for free for 60 days to get started. Uh, visit getfreshbooks.com and enter the show name on taking pictures in the, how did you hear from us section? But right now, FreshBooks is giving our listeners an extended 60-day free trial to make uh, tax time a breeze. So go to FreshBooks.com, GetFreshBooks.com, and enter the show name on Taking Pictures and the How Did You Hear From Us section uh, when you're signing up. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting 5x5 and on Taking Pictures. Yeah, normally you only get 30 days. So you yeah, get double so th- now. they're doubling it for us. Doubling down. It's good stuff. We're going to put hey, a link in the show notes. Uh, one thing I'm, I wanted to tell you about, uh, and I forgot uh, about... Portland, and maybe it's this way in New York too, but how many small businesses are using iPads with Square as their payment gateway? Oh, yeah. Probably 90% of the places that we went in and you sign right there on the screen with your finger and everybody is using the, the Square payment gateway. Yeah. There's unbelievable. I mean, almost all of the uh, new sort of cafes and all those kinds of places here too mm-hmm, are doing mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, you got to think that that, I mean, look, five years ago, point of sale systems, that was like a expensive. huge expense. Yeah. And, and really, I'm sure the software was terrible. You know what I mean? Trying to yeah. add stuff. and Yeah. Now, man, four or $500 iPad, go get one on eBay for 300 bucks. Yeah. Add a so little square easy. thing. Yeah. So easy. I, and, car- and I carry you- that uh, little square thing around with me sometimes when I, yeah. when I go on shoots. Uh, my father used to use it for his for his metal art stuff. You Did know, he? When he w- yeah, when he would sell stuff at, at the shows, yeah. he just had his little square thing on his phone and people would sign and away they went. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, all that stuff's getting so much easier. Yes. And yet somehow getting paid by companies is getting harder and harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy, yet so complex. You know, Jeffrey, I, when I first saw this this cover of Vogue, I swear Did to God, I, the one I thought Seth it was Rogen? you and me on the cover. <laughs> Seth Rogen and James Franco. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Now, who's, who's on this cover? This is Kim Kardashian. Now, Kim what is, Kardashian what is Kim Con- Kardashian famous for? Porn. Yeah. Is, is that really it? She really doesn't 
that's what put her on the map. That 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 mm. sex tape thing she did with that rap guy, Ray mm. Ray J J Ray 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 Ray. I'm just know. making Somebody. that up. No, I'm serious. You're just making the names up. <laughs> I don't know. He's like Jeff Ray. <laughs> oh no 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 uh, no so so this is kim kardashian and uh that's Con- kanye west right is that the guy? kanye west okay and and on the cover of vogue so, right, so okay. vogue has officially if it hadn't jumped the shark already right. yeah I, I don't understand first yeah, of all know, the, the rumors around the water uh, water cooler are that 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 kanye paid a great deal of money to make this happen i don't know if that's true but that's what i have read on on the internets, okay. Um, because uh, Anna Winter famously said that Car- Kim Kardashian will never ever ever appear on the cover of Vogue. So apparently, we have now reached never ever ever land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It, hey, look, Annie takes a nice portrait. She uses nice light. Yeah, but there, there's nothing special about this portrait. I mean, take away the 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 the, the, the whether real or imagined fame of the couple, right. there's nothing special about this portrait. No, no. Sorry. It's, it's, it's just, it's pretty. It's nice. Yeah. It's um, nice. But that's, you know, that's, that's the game, you know? Um, I, I look at this stuff and I'm just like, I, I'll tell you the fashion world, like as, as years go by and well, days go by, like between the stuff with Richardson last week and all these models coming out and all right. this stuff. And I'm just like, Wow, all these people are just re- this is just a really bad business. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, like and, icky. Yeah. And the hashtag world's most talked about couple. Is there a hashtag on oh on, on the cover? Yeah. Should be world's most overrated couple. You know what? If you're paying a PR firm millions of dollars a year to try to get people to talk about you, and then people talk about you, they're not really talking about you. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's just, yeah. then it's not real. It's weird. This, this is kind of, you're paying for, for attention. Yeah. It's kind of smarmy. I don't, it's just, people are just really, really weird. Yeah. I, but at the same time, who cares? So uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are on the cover. Why is this like on Huffington post? And you know what I mean? It's like some sort of big, like, Ooh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. So are we just, are we just making it worse by even discussing it? no 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 we're not making it worse i i hear they're the most talked about couple in the world well we're not talking about them we're talking about this this cover (laughs) yeah uh you know annie does all that work for those guys but i think it's because they like basically own her yeah yeah (laughs) they're just like yes we're gonna own all the property that you used to own and you're gonna work for us for free forever (laughs) now go eat your rice yeah so go enjoy that. <laughs> it's true. It's uh yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I'm going to move this up because this is actually fitting. I, I was looking, I don't know where I ended up with this. Somebody put it up. It's talking about that woman that, uh, was, um, uh, the, the uh, what's her name? Uh, Loren oh, Scott, uh, Loren, Loren Scott. Okay. Yeah. So I, I trust now, do me. Do you know her? Do you know her as a fashion designer or do you know her as Mick Jagger's girlfriend? I didn't know her as anybody until she died, but yeah, that's, okay. you know, but that's, I'm not anything in that world. And I, I trust me, this, this gets back to photography. <laughs> I, and I, I love the first sentence of this, of this article in the New York post to look at her carefully curated Instagram feed. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was a one percenter. You know. Yeah. Anyway, this this article goes on to talk about how yes, she was flying around in in 
chartered helicopters and planes and hanging out on island retreats. Of course, all of that was Mick Jagger's, right? You know. Yeah, but sure. That she herself, her business, you know, she was. In, she she shows herself. She committed suicide in in a five million dollar apartment in Chelsea that was probably Mix or somebody else's. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but that her business was at least six million dollars in debt. Could you? You know what, Jeffrey? I could spend anything I really needed to spend for the rest of my life, and I would not be able to run up six million dollars worth of debt. Oh, I know. I, I there's. I couldn't. You know what I mean? I mean, once you take real estate out of it, yeah, or, or I mean, I'm not a car person, right? You know, yeah. What, yeah. But like, you know, every That's time you of... go out to dinner, you just stick it on a card. Like, I, I can't even imagine six million going. dollars worth of shrimp cocktails and exactly. What? Anyway, know. the point is, is that you know, obviously, she didn't have the money she expected to have. So further down in this article, they talk about a writer named Emily Gould, mm-hmm. okay, who was a former writer for Gawker, and she sold a, a book. It, when she was 28 years old for $200,000. Okay. She said, uh, people who don't know think, oh, wow, you've won the lottery, Gould said. $200,000, even though it's a lot for a first book, it wasn't crazy by any means, right? Right. Okay. So in 2007, she had a starting salary at Gawker where she was working before she wrote the book of $45,000 a year, right? So like, you know, entry-level job in New York City publishing, okay? Mm-hmm. So... Even though she knew that she had a $200,000 advance and she started hanging out with people who had a lot more money. So socially. Wait, so, so she got a $200,000 advance on this book that ultimately sold 8,000 copies. Well, Is that what I'm reading? That. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. I'm but, sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to understand the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, three years later, it comes out and it sells 8,000 copies. Which, as they said, is a fifth of what it needs to sell not to be considered a flop. So it's you so know, not, 20, not even to be a success, but just not to be a flop. Right. It would have had to sell 40,000 copies or whatever it is. 50,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now what's interesting about this is that people talk about, oh, $200,000. And then she figures it out. She said, look, it was $200,000 in four installments, a fourth upon signing, a fourth upon acceptance of the manuscript, a fourth upon hardcover publication, and one fourth a year later on paperback publication right which which did did they do since it had such poor sales did they even bother with a paperback edition i don't know probably because that's this kind of stuff they're you know gonna try to get it as much soak as much out of it as possible right now here's mm-hmm. the thing she said look there's 15 percent taken by my agent thirty thousand dollars right there right so the two thousand two hundred thousand goes down to 170 so after tax take home is about $45,000 a year, which is her original salary at the crappy job, oh, right? Oh, wow. So she was doing this for four years. So yeah, she sold the book for $200,000, but you know what I mean? When you break it out, right? the hourly wage sort of thing, you know, it's just interesting. It's And it's the same thing in photography. You know, it's like um, there are jobs that I've done where it's, you know, $10,000 to do this thing for the day or whatever it is. And people are like, oh my God, you're making $10,000 a day. Yeah, but they once. don't see the <laughs> right. Well, they, they don't see the planning sessions. They don't right. see the meetings, the phone calls, the emails for a month beforehand while you're doing all this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And and those jobs don't happen every month. Right. They don't happen all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They happen, but they don't happen all the time. Right. You know. So it's just it's it's right. So the next month you don't have one of those things. So now it's down to five thousand dollars because you only. You just see what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um. And it just, it, I think it just puts into perspective a little bit how 
uh, you know, the, the, even the stuff with, um, uh, that Instagram guy last week who made the 15 grand selling the prints. It's like, yeah, but he was shooting for three years and you right. can't do that every month, you know? So, so it, uh, apparently this one woman, Alex McCord, who is one of these, uh, real housewives of New York people. Right. Um, they get, each one of them got $10,000 for the whole season, which didn't even cover the parties they were expected to throw or the clothes they were expected to buy or the trips they were expected to take. So like all those things in the show had to be paid out of their $10,000 that each of them got. Wow. So reality <laughs> TV is really a racket. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's interesting. So when people talk about, oh, so-and-so got this big job or whatever it is, you have to take all of that with a grain of salt mm-hmm. because everybody's getting a piece of that. And that may right. be the, it's like when, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, Stern went to XM radio and they're like, it's a $500 million deal or whatever it was. $50 million. I forget what the number was. Right. And it's like, okay, well, a, most of that is in stock, which may or may go up or down over the course of 10 years or whatever it is. Right. Right. And then which, before he can, before he can liquidate it. Right. And it, it also takes into account all of the production costs of doing this show every day with 50 people involved. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so when y'all, I mean, yes, he's still making a lot of money, but he's not making $500 million. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Every, everybody's, everybody wants to be Seth MacFarlane or, you know, getting paid a hundred million dollars to write fart jokes or something. Exactly. Right. So, so, you know, yes, Kim Kardashian's on the cover of Vogue and yes, they have their picture taken by Annie Leibovitz, but like, it's all superficial. You know what I mean? We have no yeah. idea what's going on underneath that. Yeah. Probably it's, not it's, all that it's much. It's this weird smoke and mirrors thing. Yeah. Yeah. I find it fascinating somehow. Yeah. It's, 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 well, I mean, it's, it's Houdini, right? It's misdirection. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the thing about um, the way that we publicly show ourselves in in the arts, in photography. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that you're, you show yourself on your Instagram feed or your Twitter feed or whatever it is, right? Or your blog. You know, you're also portraying the character a lot of times that you want people to believe that you are. Right. Right. You know? Uh, right. So, you know, you don't show the failures that much. You show a lot of the successes. You know, you you talk about the gigs that you made a lot of money on, but you don't talk about the gigs that you had to take because you had to pay rent that month or whatever right, it is. You right. know? Um, yeah. I, I took this this thousand dollar flash interstitial, but it took me three months because the client was never happy. So you ended up making two hundred bucks on it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 I think that I think that you know, you know how they talk about how when people see when they look at fashion magazines, their self-worth goes down, that kind of stuff, you know, cause you're like, Oh, I don't look like this person or whatever it is. I think that that I, happens. I don't, I don't have that, but okay. Cause, cause you actually do look like that person. No. Cause I don't look at fashion magazines. Oh, right. Yeah. They came out They They were after your time. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that there's a lot of that, even in the arts industry that even you and I, we sit here and we talk about the photographers of the week or we bring somebody up or we talk about how great somebody's work is. We don't know what their actual situation is. You right. know what I mean? We're just seeing what they want us to see or, or, or the story that's been portrayed, you know, but a lot of these guys were like Van Gogh, you know, who never had anything in their lives. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Just something to think about. You know, speaking of fashion, I did see some boots that I really liked up there. Did you buy them? No, they didn't have them in my size. You, you have a boot fetish. I like boots. I yeah. like boots. These were uh, Eastlands. I think they were Eastland High Fidelities. Really, really nice. And they had these other ones that were handmade. They were like 600 bucks a pair. 
but they were made by hand. They measure your feet, and they set, ten weeks later, you get a pair of handmade boots. These aren't bad. High fidelity, they're hundred hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks. They're not bad. They just I, didn't happen. See, I can't wear boots. I can't stand things on my ankles. Yeah. You ever mm-hmm. have that? Or you like things that you like that you feel safer with the things on your ankles. I don't, I don't know that I think about it that way. I these just are, like the way they look. These kind of look like the, the shoes you would have worn as a child in the one, one room schoolhouse. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> <laughs> so just tell me one thing. Yeah. Was Laura Ingalls Wilder as hot as, a, as you imagine? <laughs> she, yeah. Her little Laura Ashley print dresses. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I used to work at Laura Ashley. All right. Moving on. Did you what? get a discount? I did actually. <laughs> Not that it did me much good. And did you look fetching? You know, I, I used to have a bob at the time. I had short, short. Oh, bob. Like I, wow. I, I had long hair, but it like was cut like sort of shoulder length. Hey, Dutch boy, the dam called it once his finger back. Yeah. And, and, uh, so on the receipts with my, instead of having my name on it, it said B with the B bill with the bob little, little, little fun fact shared with thousands and thousands of people. Ooh, would we call that fun? <laughs> I like the little. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think of this uh, Jaron Lanier person? Um, what this this article? Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting perspective, but it seems like it seems like a, it's it's sort of backpedaling to make it fit. I, I I I'm not easily drawing a parallel, and he's probably a whole hell of a lot smarter than I am. So maybe I'm just not seeing the connection. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's talking about how the, the, the article says uh, the Internet destroyed the middle class, right? Kodak employed 140,000 people. Instagram has 13. So the web is killing jobs and wealth and democracy, mm-hmm. you know. But, ha- I, but hasn't, hasn't the web also helped create a lot yeah. of industry and, yeah. and given, you know. Allowed people to work from their homes out right. in the middle of nowhere and yeah, all these kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I, I understand that it's, but is that the internet's fault? The whole Kodak thing, is that, is that the internet's fault or is that just technology? I, I think that, I mean, I, I mean, think it's, I think it's a buggy whip thing, right? You know, I mean, right. as, as we said before the show, comparing Kodak to Instagram is a really false dichotomy because first of all, Kodak was making stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kodak didn't just make film. Kodak was a giant chemical company. You mm-hmm. know, Kodak uh, made the original uh, uh, mirror or made one of the mirrors for the Hubble Space Telescope. So Perkin Elmer and Kodak, this is back in the 80s and 70s when, you know, they did things big in space. So right. they made two mirrors. Perkin Elmer made one in Connecticut and then Kodak made one up in Rochester. And apparently the Perkin Elmer one they decided was more accurate. So they went with that one, even though it ended up being wrong. <laughs> and apparently right. the Kodak one that they had down on the ground was perfect that mm. they never used. It's like in a museum somewhere, but see Kodak was doing all that kind of stuff too. So saying it's 140,000 people, you know, versus a little software company is just a complete ridiculous thing, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know that I, that I'm, I'm making the connection. I, I, you know, I read the piece and I, I understand, I understand what they're trying to say. I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing the connection and blaming, blaming, you know, the internet for, for killing this. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I blame? Hmm. You. Me. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's all your fault. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me, let me ask you one thing. Would you swallow film for the sake of art? I would not swallow film for love or money. No. (laughs) Did you see these pictures? Yes. Who is this guy? Okay. It, 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 It has to pass, right? Yeah. So the, I mean, it's, a very it's sharp to, piece of acetate or plastic is eventually going to go through very sensitive parts of your insides. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so this guy, his name is Joshua Lake and Luke Evans, student artists. Mm-hmm. They swallowed single frames of 35 millimeter film, folding each piece in a brightly colored capsule that allowed for the acids and bodily fluids to process the film with minimal, minimal risk of colon damage. Okay. <laughs> I love the silence. I don't. What are you going to say? I, I don't know. But I mean, if I have to approach something and, and, and the under the, the type in red is, you know, minimal colon damage, <laughs> I'm going to rethink it. Pro- I'm, 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 I'm going to. Oh, the project is titled, I turn myself inside out, Jeffrey. And so the the provocative, it's a provocative series that substitutes the artist's own bodies and their fluids for the impersonal metal gears and glass lenses of a camera. Is this, okay. So this is a question of, is this art or is this just like, okay, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's there. Aren't they, aren't they? They're using like an like a, a, a not an electron microscope. I know. But- I was going to say that it, it's not like there are actual pictures on the thing. They zoomed in on structures on the plastic. Right. I mean, could could you have? I bet you mind negatives done- look like this too. Yeah. I mean, could you have achieved the same results using like you know a a, a, a low a low mole value you know hydrochloric acid or or yeah. vinegar or yeah. are stick there a, it in a salad of- spinner? Yeah. Are there yeah. a number of different chemicals? Or is is this unique to the acids that 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 uh, this just seems odd? Yes, I mean the the photos are interesting, but they're no more interesting than, than any other. You know, zooming in on the crystalline structure of a snowflake or a salt crystal or something. To yeah, me, yeah, yeah. See, this sometimes this kind of this is the example of the kind of stuff to me that I look at and I go, okay, this is somebody doing this so that they get BuzzFeed links. You know what I mean? It seems like it a little bit, yeah. Artistic yeah. link bait. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Is there is there a line for that? Is there a point at which it just where where we as the consumers of this stuff just go, okay, enough of that kind of crap. You know? Let's actually start making real work that that well, involves yeah, thought, I, not I, stomach acids. I think in this in, in something like this, I mean I, <laughs> I want to read the art school speak on the little card next to it. Yeah, that that sort of tries to validate the importance of it, or because I, I I don't see this as important. I don't I don't see this as, and maybe it's just me. It's interesting, but I don't know that this is. Mm, I don't know. I mean, this this is this just uh, we're doing it because we can do it. I think though. Yeah, I just said I think though. I think so. Yeah, because you've got film on your tongue. Hey, you got film on your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll find out if it comes out in six to eight hours. Oh, no. That is just a bad idea. And then you got to fish through and get it. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> it reminds me of going in 60 seconds when they have the dog yeah. who eats the keys. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Let me just put on these gloves. I got to go get my film. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Start dessert without me. I'll be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I had I had eight hundred fifty thousand dollars put aside uh, t- to buy a camera. Oh, and it went to nine, and I lost you to a guy who spent nine hundred thousand dollars. Short sighted sob. Okay. However, as a giant space nerd. I don't know that any camera could be more worthy of almost a million dollars. You disagree. Uh, I, I, what about what about the ones that are still up there? Okay, yeah, like but if I mean, somebody went okay. and got those. One of which you could actually get, you know, and this is the only one, right? So this this was a lunar Hasselblad or Hasselblad lunar camera that was brought back by Apollo fifteen, I think. Uh, yes, on 15, um, and sold for $910,000. Would you buy that camera? If you, if you were like, if you were, you know, super mega rich, no, you wouldn't buy that. No. Oh, I think that's so cool. No, that, that camera's been on the moon, Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't do anything for you. No, no. This is where you and I differ. I would contrast right there. Okay. If two, two cameras, same price. Yeah. Abaddon's Rolly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because there was, there was, there was, there was, there was mastery that held it. There was this, this, this mind and this point of view and, and, and that's. Yeah. But this one was on the moon. Yeah. But that's the spinal tap. (laughs) It was on the moon. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. I don't know, man. Zero G. I think that's cool. So but the crazy thing is, they, it is cool. They thought it would go for two hundred thousand euros, and ended up going for six hundred sixty-six. So it went for over three times what they imagined. Well, see, I, I want to know who who is who is valuing these things because it seems like a lot of the big art auctions for the past few years they have undervalued everything that has sold. Yeah, but didn't we talk about some other thing recently where they thought it would go for X and it went for a lot less than they thought or didn't I end remember up selling? What that is. Um, I feel like we did that kind of stuff. And apparently somebody recently paid uh 102,000 euros for a 1950s print of Io and Gatto. So that, you know, the Woltz uh, oh, right, right. Okay, photo okay. of herself double exposure. Right. right. Um that's a lot of money too. One hundred two thousand euros. That's you know. That's big money. No one hundred sixty right grand. Yeah, you know, that's like that's Instagram money right there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> that's like the kind of money you'd get if you were taking pictures on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Pony up, Nike. <laughs> Hey, we got one more ad to do. Then we got our photographer of the week and we have our little special thing. You want to do the special thing now or later? Um, I don't know. Do you, should we talk about the, 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 the thing or you want to wait? Let me, you know what? Let's, 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 let's do the ad and then, then, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our photographer and then we'll finish up with, with all that stuff. All right. Hey, did you, did you see this photo I sent you by the way? Uh, yes. Very nice. You took that? Yeah. 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 Real nice. 
I'm going to put it up on uh, on 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 the Google Plus group. Uh, he's the Puddin' Man. Puddin' Man. That uh, was with your Fuji. Yes. Yeah. I was going to yes. say it looks a little long for an iPhone. I think that's one of my things that drives me crazy about shooting my iPhone. I don't always want such a wide angle. Uh, I would agree with you. Completely agree with you. Like if I could have a switch and flip to something that was more like a 50 or a 60, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I guess they have those things that can go on there to do o- it, right? Ollie, 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 Ollie clip, Ollie clip, something yeah. like that. You caught him coming right out of that, that, that light. He was, just, he was just standing there eating pudding with his finger. Very, um, uh, uh, yeah, very, very Kodachrome-y looking. Thanks. Did you, use, uh, did you use the just JPEGs or were you shooting raw and did it later? Uh, raw and did it later. Okay. Yeah, it looks nice. Thank you. Uh, good job. Uh, uh, who, 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 oh, oh, oh. Ye- Hostgator.com. <laughs> uh, Hostgator. Hostgator is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking premier. To, if you're looking to start a website, Hostgator can uh, help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, and tons of other features that make getting your site up and running easy. So, easy peasy. So if you're a more advanced user or business user, uh, HostGator can help take care of you with reseller plans, VPS, and dedicated servers. You know, a lot of people who did did the whole uh, reseller plans back in the back in the earlier web days. You know, friends yeah. of yours who would yeah 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 buy a thing well, you, and resell it to their customers. Resells like sub, but uh, it was they were subdomains then. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it was it was whatever your name is dot whatever the the main thing was. You didn't have your own domain back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. VPS and dedicated servers, uh, HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime, uh, no matter what your size or needs. And I used HostGator for, I don't know, seven years now, and uh, they've always been great. Uh, so if you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. So you want to host uh, with uh, WordPress, Jeffrey? You go on there and you go, install WordPress. And you go, And I would click. do it like that, too. When I click the button, I'd be all, install. Yeah. And it, it, it works, right? It does work. Yeah. It does work. Uh, so when you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. You don't have to worry about lots of people coming and you having to pay extra or that kind of thing. Or if you have the pictures from a lifetime worth of picture taken like Jeffrey does, you put them up in your unlimited disk space. Uh, they have free website builder tools that are easy and super, uh, super easy to use. But if you find yourself, you need any help 24 seven support to ensure that everything's running smoothly and their ticketing system is really great. And they get back to you really fast. So uh, I've used them a number of times myself. So head over to HostGator.com to learn more. When you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code PICTURES and you get 30% off everything at HostGator.com. Yeah, you need some place to host the site you just built or your WordPress, new WordPress site, HostGator is where to go. 30% off PICTURES. Thank you very much to HostGator for supporting 5 by 5 and not taking pictures. PICTURES. You like that? PICTURES. That was good. I like that. Pictures. You're just going to keep going up? One more. That's all. I can't get any higher. Okay. What am I, Freddie Mercury? <laughs> Somebody kick that guy. Oh, doody, 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 doody. <laughs> all right. You want, you want to talk about these things or you want to talk about our photographer of the week? Uh, let's do these things. We're, 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 this has been fun. This has been fun putting this together. All right. What'd you do? So we got a little bonus What did thing. you do? What did you? Oh, my God. You sound like my dad right then. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> nothing <laughs> uh so you know we, you know how we we do these these little goofy intro silliness which is oftentimes 
Bill recording and I forget that he's recording and I say something incredibly stupid yeah. and, and then he points it out and that becomes the intro to the show. I think so, so what brain. we've done. <laughs> do what? I think so, brain, but doesn't Pippi Longstocking have <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are we going to find rubber pants? <laughs> this time of night, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what we've done is, is we've, we've strung together uh, all of the little uh, front ends as, as its own little show. Okay. From, from episode six, because uh, that's when we started. Just us saying goofy stuff. Just the tip. Just the, yeah, just the, just the front end. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, how, how long is this run? Uh, it's about 25 minutes. 25 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, okay, so I downloaded all the episodes, <laughs> yeah, and and just cut out the little intros, and then there, there's the little, uh, the little, the little, the little boop boop in between all of them. You know, like okay. a little film leader. What do they call that thing? The, the yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm picking up know. what you're putting down. And then it and then it ends with uh, with 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 uh, with Bill's with Bill's uh, OTP theme song, the full song. So so you can hear us being knuckleheads for uh, for 94 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? that's that's fun. Good job. It's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So yeah. what what we're gonna do is because uh, I don't want to we don't want to put it in the regular show uh, feed because then it'll mess up the numbering. So what right. we're gonna do is we're gonna we're, I'm gonna stick it up on ontakingpictures.com. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. Yeah. So so look at the show notes. Yeah. At five by five by five dot tv sure. slash wow slash one hundred. That's so cool. Slash OTP slash 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it'll be there. Yep. Uh, and if we haven't already said thank you, thank you so much for sticking with us for 100 episodes so far. You know, it's interesting. As as we're doing the show, I, I, I flipped over to the group. Yes. And uh, <laughs> there's all these people congratulating us on, on us recording our 100th oh, really? show as we speak. Oh, look, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Like, we're, they're live tweeting yeah. almost. Live yeah. OTPing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Neat. uh, very, very cool stuff. Um, anything else you want to say, or you want to move on to the photographer of the week? Let's move on to photographer of the week. I'll save the other thing for, for, uh, there's something else we were going to talk about, but I think we'll talk about it on the group. Okay. It needs a little more stewing. Needs a little more stewing. We'll talk. And, and if we don't get to it, we'll talk about it next week, but ba- or, or unless you want me to just say something about no, it. No, no, no. Let's, care. let's, let's save it. Let's, let's, okay. let's do right. it full board. Right. All right. Uh, so photographer. Okay. So last week we talked about, uh, Uncle Terry. Right. Which sparked <clears throat> some, some interesting conversation on the group. Yes. Some people really thought that, that we shouldn't have, have, have shown a light on, uh, on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think we both sort of made the point that we don't really like his work, but he is a, uh, a, a force in the industry of some sort. And, sure. And, and big people still hire him. Right. Consistently. Yep. yep. And so there's something going on there. Right. Uh, however, I, I wanted to choose somebody this week that was uh, a fashion photographer who we do like, who's was around for a long, long time. And so uh, we're going to do Erwin Blumenfeld. Amazing stuff. Amazing really, really, really stuff. beautiful stuff. Yeah. Inventive, uh, playful, uh, artistic. Yep. Just yeah, uh, very, 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 very good stuff. Yeah, and a uh, 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 Jewish, uh, uh, German Jew who moved to America 
uh, as so, like later in his career. I mean, he moved to Amsterdam in uh, 1918. Uh, he ended up moving during, he returned to France during world war two, which is crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and he was around and then he came to the U S after the war. He started shooting for Harper's bazaar and all these other people. Uh, and, uh, amazing stuff. You know, he took the kind of pictures that I feel like, okay, these are fashion pictures that are, are more than just a beautiful woman in clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are themselves. They have artistic worth, you know, uh, absolutely beyond above and beyond. Um, and now it, there's a, a Pinterest link that I'm going to put in the show notes. Cause I was doing search searching for like just a pile of his pictures. Mm-hmm. And the one that I found best was actually just this crazy Pinterest page. This person has put together right of just everything that's been tagged with him basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and a very interesting life. Um, I, I think he's on the books to do as a spotlight too on faded and blurred. Oh, so we'll okay. have so a, some more detail about his life. This guy. Yeah. He's, he was, he did a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, he had people, obviously, you know, there were the uh, Cecil Beaton and those kinds of people who came before him, who, of course, you know, affected everybody in the in the advertising or in the fashion world. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, he did a lot of stuff that was very much in the vein of Man Ray and, and these kinds of crazy sort of more out kind of people, you know. Right. Right. Uh, like solarization and 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 all that sort of uh, clipping out people's faces and and yep. covering things up and and using like, mats and masks and things. Yeah, yeah. like sure. I d- I did I did a double exposure of Cisco last night when he was over for dinner, uh, and I put it up on Facebook. I didn't. I should put it up on the group. Uh, and where I did a double exposure, sort of uh, riffing off of his thing, where it's sort of a profile and a front shot at the same time. Right. Um. You know, but this stuff, this was in the 40s and in the 30s. Like, this is, like, way... Yeah, using large format. Yeah. The pictures of the the woman sort of hanging, like, by one hand up on the top of the uh, Eiffel Tower. Right. You know those pictures? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, this, 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 I would... Nowadays, they wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, you wouldn't be allowed to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But at the time, you know, he's getting away with stuff. I just think... And his use of color is unbelievable. Like the stuff yeah. that's color is so incredibly vivid, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, especially for Harper's Bazaar. But no, it's, it's just got that super fifties kind of look, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, wonderful, wonderful stuff. And, uh, you know, if you're into fashion, this is more along the lines of the stuff that I would be doing if I were shooting fashion, uh, or I wish that I would be doing, you know? Right. This is what I'd be going for. There was a couple pictures that I found, of him in the in the studio working with like his big camera setup and lights in the background and it was unbelievable the amount of lights he had going at once mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's like five big giant 1k lights like yeah. banging yeah. Basic, on somebody basically movie lighting yeah. that he's using for his stills yeah. yeah because you know you just need that much light to make the stuff work back in the day you know it's like uh i love when people are just like oh when Kodachrome came out it you know it was iso 25 and you're like oh my god you know I've shot ISO 25 film before because Polaroid 55 is that slow for to get the negative right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God. It's it's amazing how much light you need. Now we're just like 3,200, 6,400. No big deal. NBD. Yeah. You know, we're so – we are so spoiled <laughs> in what we're, we're able to do nowadays. Um, anyway, good stuff. Do you have anything else to say about them? No, it's just really fantastic stuff. Like I said, both, both conceptually, aesthetically – it's really, really beautiful work. Yeah. Uh, 
I think my, my new, my new current hero. It, it really captures that. It captures the era in which it was photographed. Yeah. In a way much better than a lot of other stuff. Similar mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. So we're yeah. going to put some links in the show notes. Uh, so go check out Orwin Blumenfeld and, uh, and, and yeah, photographer of the week for number 100. Boom. Boom. Hey, anything else you want to say? Um, hmm. Should, should we tell everyone that the show's over now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us for this last episode. Um, mm, no, I think that's it. That's it. I, I really wanted to do something about the other thing, but I, I don't, th- I don't think it's cooked enough. I think you, I think you need, I, I think you got to do, you, you have one chance to announce it the first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One yeah. chance to okay. make a first I, I, will, I will just say this. There is, a, there is a project in the works that I think you guys are going to dig. I hope you will anyway. Uh, and, and that's all I'm going to say. That, that's it? That's the tease? Okay. It's a collaborative project. Okay. Is that good? Okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. A, all right. That's it. You get no more. <laughs> uh, so how do people get a hold of us? Uh, uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Okay. Yep. Um, you t- where do you tweet at Bill Wadman? Yeah, we're so unimaginative. Yeah, well, what what would it be? Uh, at the Madman Photographer. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, I tweet Jeffrey Sidoris. You can visit uh, fadedandblurred.com. Yep. You can visit ontakingpictures.com. Mm-hmm. Add slash blog to that, and you can see uh. Some of uh, some of Bill's recent yeah. experiments in yeah. in photographic shenanigans. Yeah, you know my my thing about large format was up on uh, Full Blogger the other day. He reposted it uh, up there, and uh, I got a lot of comments on it. And then one person saw the little video of me taking the picture of Everett that I did a couple years ago because uh-huh. I had it embedded in the post. And the guy was just like, "I know this isn't what you want to hear, but uh, what is that music? And can I get more of it?" <laughs> Like right. He wanted the background music, and I nice. was like, "I was like, but I didn't feel that bad because it was me. Like I, I wrote the music. You, you so never I, feel that bad when it's you. I'm just yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, let's let these people go. Get on with their day. No, this is your day. This is your day. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey, thank you very much for doing the show for 100 episodes. This and, has uh, been yeah. I, I I it's it's good. I'm I I, I look forward to it each week. And, uh, and I, I can't wait for, for 101 already. We're, we're already noodling on the next one. And we're, I, I noodling on the next see, two, actually. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you are going to be in Seattle. Uh, yeah. You're doing some experiments. Any chance you're going to have these things? Are you going to get these, these backdrop things done by the next episode, do you think? Uh, I, maybe. Is that the goal? I have a lot of stuff going on this week. But uh, yes, I just, you know what the thing is? Getting big, giant pieces of wood to my house is actually not do they easy. not is it really expensive for them to deliver it eighty dollars oh my gosh really to yeah. deliver two pieces of wood yep jesus it's a flat rate curbside oh okay so okay. it's sort of like that's why i'm trying to figure out a better way yeah because well, if somebody in new york has a has a truck and they don't mind uh you know yeah. schlepping some wood we, we, what you know do you got to find you, me you, get, you buy them lunch you buy them an egg sandwich i'll, the, bu- I'll buy them an egg sandwich all right so maybe yeah. get you know get it's help be somebody off. Help, help a brother out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Anything else? All right. That's it. All right. We're out of here. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. See you next week. Going on and on the way we are for so long.
Say what you wanna say. I know what you will say. We'll 